Hello, welcome to another episode of Coffee with Mirko, the podcast where we talk with coffee professionals and known and where we just love to have a chit chat with our guests. Um, today's another big episode. I'm super, super pumped. Uh, we're having someone who's been setting standards and setting really uh, amazing trends and uh, lots of goals and He's uh, very well-known in the scene, young, fun, cool, stylish. Yeah, we're talking about Arnon, so most of you probably know him as Ristretto, so I'll, uh, I'll send him uh, an invite. I'm not sure if he can see that we are live. And uh, we'll, we'll bring him on as soon as we can. So um, if you're new, welcome. My name is Mirko. Around a few fixation pages. One of them is coffee fixation. Um, if you enjoy this podcast and episode, please feel free to share this. Take a screenshot, tag us. And uh, well, speaking of the man, he's he's in the house, so we'll bring Arnon on. Hi guys. <laughs> hey, hey, man. Uh, how are you guys? Yeah, good. Um, thank you so much for coming uh, and giving us your time. And uh, first and foremost, big happy birthday. Uh, oh, I just realized so it was yesterday. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's is, such uh, an honor to have you on. And uh, thank you for giving us your time, man. I know you're super uh, busy. Yeah, literally, we just opened our new coffee shop as well. It's going well, considering it's a COVID situation right now. And thank you so much, everyone, for, for coming here, joining us for the session. And I'm, I'm glad to be part of this. So, yeah, just bring it on. <laughs> That's yeah. it, man. Um, I, I just, usually the first question, just it's an easy one, you know, it's like, can you kindly tell us a little bit, how did you start your coffee journey? Oh, yeah, it was in 2007 when I was in Australia. And then the first coffee shop that I was working, I was working as a all-rounder, which is like cutting the vegetable, doing the sandwiches. And is the, the barista that was working there is actually joining the competition. So it's a, like national competition in Australia. Yep. So in Australia, because it's so big and it's so many talented barista around, yeah, so the competition is like separated in the regional. So he joined the regional in, in Sydney and only like few people that like number first, second and the third get into the, the final round of the national. And then he, he won that. Then he won the Australian national latte art champion. Then he joined the world. In the world, you got like first round, you got the semi-final. And then you got the final. That year still got like first round and the final round. And eventually he's like become the world champion. So it's like inspired me to see him working every day, see him practicing the latte artist. And that is nearly like inspired me to, to join in the, the barista world. Started with the latte artist. Yeah. Yeah, that's incredible. And uh, I, just, I just love the story how you took inspiration for someone and now you're finding yourself inspiring others. <laughs> yeah, it took me 10 years to get to the, to, to the dream that I, I was dreaming back there in 2007. After a while that's doing a barista following uh, his part of the latte artist and then I was thinking like, actually I should join the competition like he did as well. Yeah, so I started to do the practicing in the latte art, took the barista courses in Australia. And yeah, some of them are pretty good because Australia back there is a very high standard. Like they got three world champions in a row for the latte art, especially 2006 until 2008. Even 2009, they still got like second place. So it was lucky that on that period of time, I was in Australia to to be part of the specialty coffee there, yeah. And what sort of make you go for latte art over 
barista come? Like, what, what was that drawn you and attracted you to that theater in the first place? Uh, uh, yeah, as I tell you, the story is, is just because I saw the latte art at first, and then my background is doing the engineering and drawing and doing a music. I was a kuta and playing a kuta in a band. So and I, I, think I didn't know this. So you studied, you studied engineering. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Yeah, so that, that part is actually helping me later on with the, like, because coffee is like scientists and the artists mix up together, right? So the scientist size, the, the number, the calculation and everything, the logic thinking, I, I think I, I learned a lot from learn, uh, study engineering in the university. Yeah, and then the artist part is, I was drawing, I was in a band and yeah. So I think the barista life is like really suit my, my background and my lifestyle so well. Yeah, so glad I'm, I'm here. <laughs> I, I'm so, I'm, yeah, it's, it's so inspiring and I'm stoked because, like, it takes a lot of courage to sort of go, you study a certain thing and you go, even though it's a bit related, like you were saying, you went from engineering to coffee. It's, it's super inspiring. Uh -huh. you, you follow your true passions. Oh, yes. Uh, my mom really forced me into to do the engineer job because in Thailand it's really safe and it's a very like everyone respect that that career as an engineering but for the barista is like it's a part-time job normally we don't take it as a career as well back there on 2007 so when I was uh, doing the barista in Australia my mom is my family actually is really not happy about that yeah. And after two years of hard working, of study, the latte art and the barista, then I opened my own coffee shop in Sydney in 2009. Yeah. And my mom's still not really happy, even though we get a, like a lot of money from opening a cafe, a coffee shop. Yeah. But she still would like me to, to have a consistency salary every month. Yeah. So I fight my way back there with my family until now, yeah. <laughs> of course. And, and before we go to the question from Bag, I mean, you must have gone through such a stressful period because obviously you had to fight, you know, the people that you love the most. And I think that a lot of young people are in the, in the same situation that you were, where family or society pressure or force or really are disappointed if you don't become a doctor, a lawyer, or an engineer. Uh, yeah. what's, your, what's your sort of advice, or what would you say to those people who are afraid of that? Ah, uh, okay. I think life is pretty short. Eh? It's quite long, but it's also short as well. I've been doing barista for, for 13 years, and I, I never get bored of it. Like you ask me why, why not I'm interested in the barista more because uh, I do what I really passion. I do what I really love and make me happy every day. So latte artist is the thing back there. But right now, I'm a bit more on the barista and the coffee and food spirit side. Yeah, so I think the most important thing is you, you do what you love. Uh, you want to wake up every morning like, if every morning I, I wake up, if, if I'm not out or if I'm not drunk or anything, I wake up very early, like without the alarm, just because I would, I would like to come here to my coffee shop to make coffee. And whenever I wake up, I don't feel lazy at all. I just feel want to get up on the bed doing a shower and come to my coffee shop as quick as possible because I want to make coffee every day. Yeah. And I think 13 years is quite long, huh? Doing the normal yeah. routine. Yeah. So but I bet still feel fresh to you because you love it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Every day is still new for me. And, you know, all the customer, all the coffee and everything, you know, everything, every roasted batch is different. And every cup of coffee is, of course, we would like to make it consistency. We would like to make it the same. But, it cannot be, you know. So every cup is a very, very 
fun to do to do the best as you can in the cup. And Latiat is make it even more fun because in every cup you can create anything. You can create a lot of things. So it's like drawing. That is why my background is really helping me to to love doing the latte art at first. Yeah. And back to your question about like, how would I encourage them like to to get out of the barrier to do something that people not really believing, but yourself feel happy. I think the happiness. The end of the day, the happiness is is the most important. The passion is the most important for me. Money is part of of living, right? But I, I don't I don't want a lot of money. To be really honest, I want balance in my life because I I've been around for for so many years. I've been started from the kitchen hand, and I I'm friend with all the celebrity in Thailand international. I'm friend with the most with like the richest. Man in Thailand, so when we talk about the experience, uh, I have a lot more than him. Like he really tell us of my life, but my money is maybe like not even one in a thousand of what he has right there. So I think balancing your life is, is a happiness, is a real happiness, and doing the job that you love is actually main thing because every day, eight hours a day, approximately. That you need to do, job. So if you don't like your job, eh, I don't think you will be happy. To to be honest, I'm I'm not sure, but because I've been doing what I love for the the whole life, so I'm happy every day. Yeah. And 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 for people who are listening to the podcast, they can't see your face because you know. Oh, really? uh, no, no, no. We can, but like this will uh, be transformed into a podcast as well, right? So for later, uh, for people to rewatch, to re-listen to. It. I could see your happiness. I used, when you were talking about you opening the shop, I could see it. I yeah, can feel yeah. it. And, and uh, I, and I, I'm pa- <laughs> it's true. I, and I'm passionate about this topic so much because I was very lucky because my family, they might share their opinion. You know, when I was younger, uh, my mom is a teacher, so she's like all about university, right? Uh, But I didn't want to. I was an academic. I never liked studying. And when I told her I want to start working and then travel, um, that's when my mom said, "Well, are you sure?" "Yes, I'm sure." And then she always asked the final question: "Are you happy?" And if the answer is yes, she's happy for me to pursue that. Ah, okay. Very good, mom. I'm lucky so that she's lucky. like that. So, uh, uh-huh. and, and that's why I'm passionate to hear stories like yours because you don't just inspire people to get into coffee. You're inspiring people to pursue their passions like you are, which is amazing. Yes, yeah. It 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 doesn't need to be coffee because I know most of the people that listen to our live is obviously barista and all the coffee lover, right? Because that's our passion. That's what we love. So, if you love coffee, you just try your best to make it as your career. To do every single detail, every single cup, the best as you can. Like my coffee shop, we start from eight cup of coffee in the first day, and first day we open like 16 hours. Yeah, from oh no 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 13 hours, from eight in the morning until 11 p.m. almost midnight. And we sell only eight cup of coffee a day. Yeah, it, it doesn't seem to that the thing that you can live with with that, right? Yeah. But from there, in about like three, four months, we become like 100 cups of coffee. I went to every single table to do the latte art because when I was opening my my coffee shop in Thailand, no one understand about latte art. No one knows about single origin. No one care. About barista, but it's it, it's not about what they think. It's about what you believe. So I believe that latte art is very catchy and good coffee. It's good coffee. Everyone can appreciate that. So I get the single origin beans. Maybe one of the first pure specialty coffee shop in Thailand. They're doing that. I'm doing the specialty latte artist. So every single cup of hot coffee. 
I went to the table and then I poured a latte art in front of the customer. I spent like maybe an hour, a cup, to talk to the customer like, oh, okay, this is the Brazil, the nuttiness we put into this glass or this cup, the size and the shape is helping to bring out this. And then the milk, you steam in this temperature, the foam and everything, the latte art. How is everything come up together in that cup? So from there, like eight hours, uh, eight cups a day, and then we constantly climbing up until about, I think about a year after we open, we hit like the maximum is like 1,200 cups a day, every day. Yeah, that's from the eight cups. From eight to twelve hundred, and 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 yeah. and it goes to show what you just saying before. You know, like you started from washing dishes. You know, you know where you are by chance, by luck. You put in the effort, the work, the belief. But the fuel, your fuel, was actually the fact that you were happy doing what you were doing. Uh, yes, actually, I was. Like, that was your drive. Was doing the, the, the dish watching as well. That, yeah, but, but you were happy because that was your drive, how happy and passionate you were about what you were doing, what you are doing. Yeah, um, yeah. And Veg, um, we go back to here, we get back to this topic in a minute. Veg is asking, yep. um, did you have a coach who trained you for the competition? Ah, okay. For, for the latte art, I, I don't have any coach at all. I have only uh, my friends to helping me uh, watching the cups and doing the, you know, other things that I cannot do because I understand latte art a lot. Eh? I'm not trying to put myself up, but I've been doing this for she did. <laughs> yeah, 10 years before I won the world champion. I've been competing in the world latte art competition for, for four times. I won the national Thailand champion every time I compete. And I went to the finalist of the world three times, get number six, number five, and then finally number one. So I think I'm one of the, the most understandable about the, this competition and this game. So, so I don't have a coach, actually. Uh, that, I, I that, do everything that, mostly by myself, yeah. That's impressive. Um, and something else that stands out when it comes to you um, is that I feel that you have the same approach as coffee versus engineering when it comes to your style, your influence. You know, you like, you really are yourself. You got a distinctive style, a distinctive way of posting, and I just, I just love that because I think that really, yeah, I think, I think that you're, I think that you are literally representing two big components. One, what we talk about, which is do what makes you happy which you are, yeah, and the yeah. other one is always be yourself. Ah, yes, that's actually right because, how to say that, if you're trying to be someone else, you, you can have an idol. Yeah, like for me, yeah, I don't have like role model or something, but everyone is my idol in something. Like if I talk to this person, you would, let's say it's like farmer, the way he growing this, see it the way he grew in the coffee beans and all that is inspired me and then back to when i was the dish watching the the man who teach me how to manage the dish washing area is actually my hero he he, he doing this watching for like six years straight so i really respect that and that is also like part of me that am high up take fun and try out, take everything. I'm looking only in the bright side. I'm looking only in the uh, good side of the people. And then that little thing is inspired me to be, to, to be who I am today. Yeah, it, it's difficult to, to be yourself. Sometimes, especially in this world, in the social media, you, you, you try to be someone else that you not really are. Sometimes it's difficult. Uh, so I just let it go. I just be be myself and doing coffee. If I'm not happy making coffee, I'm I won't be here. Yeah, I won't making it, even though it's making money a lot now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and that's 
and that's what I love the most. You know, we can we can spend the full hour talking about latte art patterns, but before, but yeah, yeah, yeah. for me, what we just talked about mattered the most. I think it's the most important aspect because I think that you can really grab the internet and get a whole bunch of information around latte art ah, videos, yes. tutorials, yeah. and it's easier to learn and manual skills over something that you have by nature, which is uh -huh. that drive, being yourself, and how important is that? I really love that. Um, yeah. And a quick curious question, I actually don't know this. What was behind your nickname, you know, for the, the Ristretto? Like, what, what's, what's the story behind that? Ah, okay, that, that is actually the name of my first coffee shop. Uh-huh, there you uh, go. Yeah. So, in, before I leave Australia in 2011, I'm, I'm really into the double espresso base. So every single cup of coffee that I make or I drink in, in my coffee shop, yeah, double espresso. And I, I fall in love with double espresso piccolo latte so much back there. So when I was back to Thailand, opened my first coffee shop in Thailand, as I told you, people don't know about latte art, specialty coffee. So I would like to introduce what I have learned in, in Australia to share about the Australian coffee culture to people in Thailand. It's not saying I'm the best or anything, I'm no better than them or anything, but it's just like, I love this thing, I like it. And, and I would like to pass it on this happiness to you. I would like to share with you. That's why when we first started, I went to the table, I poured the latte out it. And that is why I explained that like, how is the beans come from, uh, the roasting, how it's helping, the cup, the size and the shape. I just love doing this and I love to share this with, with the people. And is the number eight one of your favorite numbers? Ah, okay. Uh, number eight is actually, uh, how to say that? It's a bit keeping thing. It's like I was doing the, the skateboard thing, you know, and eight is like, yeah. Skateboard I got you. Oh uh, yeah. When, so you were yeah. yeah, yeah. So when I first start the coffee shop, the coffee shop name is Doppio Lispretto, but I cannot use as a normal word because I would because if, if they Google that word, it's gonna come up like the coffee. It's not my coffee shop, right? So I want something that when you search in a Google, it come up straight only me. And it's easy to remember because back there in Thailand, there's no ristretto in the menu. People don't even know ristretto, but I know that I love it. And I think the good thing is a good thing. So I know eventually ristretto will be in the menu of every coffee shop in Thailand. So that is why I put that name. I changed the ET into number eight, a little bit switching. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, but uh, I would like that eventually when people see the espresso on the menu in every single coffee shop, they thought about us because we are the first one that start the espresso culture in, in Thailand. So that's come to the nickname of my coffee shop and it's also my son's name as well. Sorry? It's also my son's name. Oh, really? I did I Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't, I didn't know that much, okay? Yeah. Wow. And, okay, and so right now you got the, the shop and now you got the roastery. Um, what, what, where are you going with the competition career? Is it, ah, you, okay. you still, what, what's, what's the goal with that? Okay, sure. So in the competition side, I love it because I want to win or anything. I love it because it's, pushing your limit to the next level. Without competition, maybe we're just doing good coffee every day. And after I've been competing in the latte art, first, my goal is like, when I won the world champion, uh, I will stop doing the competition because that's my, my biggest dream, you know. When it's come true, I wanna relax. I wanna enjoy my my life, enjoy my spending some money, you know. I don't want to get pleasure. I don't want to get headaches. 
about thinking of the competition anymore. But after I won the world champion, it's actually opposite because you have the the chance to go around the world. Like after I won the world ladder champion, I've been I've been invited, I've been hired to to do the latte art seminar, to do the latte art courses in. Many many countries. I've been to almost 60 countries in total, yeah, around the world, and I have a chance to do the the show with world champion, but in different categories. And that experience is remind me of like, gee, the copy is just incredible. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and isn't it funny that if you actually chose the engineer career? You may have visited only three or four or five countries just for holiday. Uh, it's a matter of fact, because all of my friends in the university, I'm not saying all, maybe like 95%, they are all engineers. And they are work five days a week. And when they have holiday, they need to rush to, to holiday. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I think... Most of them has been to like not more than five countries. I'm not saying the more the better. But no, it's but, like, but it's, yeah. it, I'm talking about I'm talking about perspective because uh, yes. not only you're doing what you love, but you also got yep. that, which is I I always say in the podcast this: once you choose your passion, your job is not done yet. Like like you also need to choose. The underlying, the, 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 the sub-layer passion is it because coffee doesn't mean that you got to be competitor. You can be blogger, photographer, videographer, designer, uh, barista, coffee shop owner, roaster, green bean buyer. You can be a lot of roles, but you need to choose so that you can channel your energy into your sub-passion of your passion. And you did that. And it allowed you to create a career, start a business, mm -hmm. and travel 60 countries. It's not about more is better, but it's just like, it just proves that you made that happen. And I, I just find it so endearing and humbling how you started in coffee because you were inspired by someone. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Now, now we're gonna hear a story very soon for someone who was inspired by you. So you're giving back the inspiration. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's it's great to be that. Yeah. And it's good. It's, yeah. It takes a lot of time because I, I told you it took me ten years, right? I think my sub passion is is a competition. To be honest, like back to your question before about the competition, uh, what am I planning next? So basically, after I won the world champion and then I went to many, many countries, I think it's opened my mind, it's melting my ego, it's made me more humble to see, to see the world. I realized that people who always stay in the same country is building up the ego a bit. And people who travel a lot, it's kind of very easy going, very open-minded, very positive. So I really love that part of the experience that I have a chance after I won the world champion. And the other part is I met the world champion in, in different categories. We become friends like Michalis, Irwin, Anishka, Manos, so many people that are good in different fields in the competition. And it's, it's made you, again, be inspired by them. Like Mikhail has really inspired me a lot about the copying goods billet. Until I went into the competition, because in, in Australia, I was doing a barista, right? But uh, I was doing a bartender as well, together in, in my, in my longest job. So I was doing bartender and barista for about one and a half years in Australia. And when the Copping Kuspeli competition come to Thailand, I joined the first one, and then I won that. And then I went to the world again, I went to the final six. Something, some mistake can happen, or yeah, I, I failed on the, on the final round. 
I get uh, sixth place in the world in Berlin 2019 World Cup in Push Village Championship. But the, the presentation that, that I prepared is not complete because, because some mistaken. So that's why I joined again in the National Thailand Champion Cup in Push Village again. And then I won again this year. So I will be uh, represent Thailand in the next year World Cup in Push Village again. And maybe the final goal is a barista, because as I say in the beginning, a copy is a scientist and artist. And I think barista is the competition that show that path the most. Yeah. So I think eventually I will be there. Yeah. I'm excited. I think <laughs> I can't wait for all of this. And uh, even reaching top six is super amazing. And the fact that you're so humble about it, it just says a lot about your character. Um, and um, we reached the halfway mark of the podcast. And I usually ask, um, we usually ask a um, out of the box question. It's a ritual question we ask all the guests. Um, if you could, uh, who would you like to have dinner with? It can be anyone, and it doesn't have to be coffee, whoever you want. Ah. <laughs> Uh, Christopher Nolan. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like, because I, I, I was a fan of him since the first movie. I'm not sure many people knowing that the the following. Yeah. And then yeah. he's become a little bit famous from the Memento. Yeah. I, I really love that 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 movie. And then he become a big hit in the the Dark Knight. But the Batman begin is also like one of my favorite in the in the trilogy of the Batman. So I've been his fan since he was almost like no one know him. Yeah, until now he's doing like I think one of the best movie of all time in Inception, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And every single movie of his it's like fuck man, how can you come up with that fucking thing, you know? So I would like to have a dinner with him, have a chat about where did all this idea come from and how did you manage to make that into the lie between the mask and the craft thing, you know? Because that is my goal in the coffee. I'm, I'm not trying to serve uh, the best and the most expensive coffee in my coffee shop. I would like to be Christopher Nolan in, in the coffee industry to bring the specialty coffee, like the world standard and the commercial standard bring it up to the middle, middle point, you know, so, because for me, specialty coffee is quite big, but it's also small. In the world, they got like so many people and I think specialty coffee is only like maybe 5% of that. Yeah, what's about another 95? But I would like to, to make them appreciate the specialty coffee, the world competition as well. But that is why I'm, I would like to be between the line of the specialty. We're not trying to be a snobby. We're not trying to, oh, you need to drink only Keisha. You need to drink only like analogic uh, fermentation coffee. I, I don't want to push people. I serve them what, what they like. In my coffee shop, we have the label of the, the menu from the beginner, which is we're going to introduce the coffee flavor for people who not normally drink coffee through the dessert that I like, like orange cake, Thai milk tea, vanilla and all that. And then the intermediate level to introduce the specialty coffee for the people who normally drink coffee every day, but not really uh, appreciate the real flavor of it. A so bit, reduce the... Uh, a bit like Christopher Nolan, like, like uh, the Dark Knight, right? You don't have to be a Batman fan to like the movie because it's such yes. a good movie. So you yes. were saying you don't have to be a cup taster to enjoy this coffee. Yes, I just exactly want to make sure it that it's for everyone and it's yes. everyone's personal journey to get to yes. what they want to get to out of coffee. And it's all within yes. the experience of the movie. Yeah. In this case, uh -huh. it's served yeah. as a drink. I get you. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, uh, yeah, that, that, that's what I would like to be. So I would like, like, let's say his movie, the audience love it, right? Like, it's make 
one billion US dollar around the world. That that's a lot. It means the the people, normal people, love it. And then the reviewer, you know, or the criteria and all that, they also love it. And I believe the photographer, the the director, other directors love his movie as well. So I would like to be in the coffee shop that when the barista come in, they are surprised, they are amazed with our skill, with our bathroom, with the menu. But I also would like people who don't really know anything about coffee to come in and they can enjoy and appreciate what are we serving as well. So back to the menu, that is why I separate into four, four levels. Beginner, intermediate, expert, and the world-class coffee. So everyone, whoever you are, you can come here and enjoy coffee in our roastery. <laughs> well, speaking of which, good timing. Uh, Stitch DJ commented, when I was back in Chiang Mai, I'll, I'll come, I will come, have coffee at Ristretto. Best coffee I've ever had. I think he, he means, he, he came to Ristretto. Exactly, I think he came to Ristretto to have the best coffee, and he wants to come back to Chiang Mai because of that. There you go. Uh -huh. yeah. That's so beautiful. Uh -huh. It's good. Um, and um. I just saw that Bianca Chundin is a very young barista who is doing a lot in Indonesia. She's like started roasting and she wants to compete. Um, and she's only like 16. So what, what advice do you have for very young people who wants to pursue coffee? Ah, I think young people nowadays are very talented and they, they got a big potential to be someone, like everyone got energy, and uh, the world today is different from what we are before, like when I first started the coffee industry, it's so difficult for us to, to get the knowledge of the coffee, I need to pay like 200 uh, Australian dollars, just to sitting there and watching the video, teaching how to do the latte art, yeah, you know, 200 Australian dollars, but nowadays you can, you can see most of the technique, in the latte art, in the YouTube video, you can go to the to the coffee shop. Now coffee shop is everywhere. You can learn about barista in much cheaper price, and you also can Google the knowledge about the coffee in the internet is a lot. So I think the the potential of nowadays barista career is very big. As you as you see, many of the world champion or many of the the famous barista, they are, they are making money for their life with only doing a copy. And some of them make heaps of money as well. I'm not talking only about money, but you know, like, career is mean like some of the things that you It has do. to be sustainable, yeah. Yes, yes. Of course, cannot, and it's important. A hundred percent. Don't be sorry. I think money, yeah. it's an important component. Yeah. We need to talk more about money because if we want if we yeah. want if we want to pay more for coffee at origin yeah. uh -huh. we need to charge more yes. and yeah. we need more skills then we need to be able to say well you know what coffee can be a sustainable industry in a lot of countries yeah. not every country because some are less fortunate but in a lot of cases baristas can make yeah. enough money to live their life and do what they love which is super important yeah. um, Tanti, Tanti is asking a question. Um, what inspired you in finding dra drag line ah, and okay. eye technique? Yeah, I think I answered this question so many times. Eh? I, I think it's quite inspired. So, uh, as everyone knows, before the time of my competition, people always doing uh, a swan, a tulip, a rosetta. And because I, I was in my coffee shop, I'm also doing that. And the customer not really get it. Like we're doing eight rosetta, we're doing a very fine line rosetta. The customer, they love the heart more than what we show our skill. You know what I mean? So that's when I realized that actually people love to see what they are actually know what it is. Yeah. So latte art is the first thing that they see when you put the, the coffee on the table. That is the start of the idea that I would like to make something that people recognize it. 
not only barista that oh okay this is a damn fucking good recetta but another 95% people don't really get it you know so that is the started idea of why i would like to do something that people uh can recognize straight away when they see the cup but it's so difficult to make a, the idea is simple but it took me yeah i start competing in 2011 it took me about 6 years to come up to that dragging line technique so in the competition of the latte art because mostly we doing tulip we doing rosetta we doing a swan or a bird so when we steaming the milk let's say is 100% eh we normally using up to about 90% only because the the 10% or 15% last part of it is only foam and we we cannot do rosetta or tulip or anything with that before before my time eh so when i'm doing the the competition my first pattern is an owl and then i'm drawing the eye which is using the same technique of the head of the swan and i i use the foam a bit more than normal i use the last 10 and 15% part a bit more than normal to draw the eye of the owl so i think like maybe i can use this part to do something to draw something and then when i come up to like what to complement my owl maybe it need to be an animal and when it's come to the animal it need to be the animal that people saw it and people realize what it is so it need to be like like the ear of the rabbit that is that is the first thing that the eye and the dry foam technique is actually started and is open the world of the latte art start from there so i'm trying to to use that dry foam the te- the last 10% part to be as effective as possible and yeah it took me about 6 months to come up with the the rabbit the fox and the deer just to how to say it to break the boundary of the latte art to make the latte art actually what people can appreciate it what other people can appreciate it when they see they know oh this is the rabbit when my customers see ah oh, this is the deer ah oh, this is the pegasus this is the unicorn without etching because in my coffee shop is bc right so we need to make everything free poor so i think all those experience all those detail all those thing that i thinking to fill up the score and fill up the how to say that the best for my business is come up to that pattern that's so good man because you do every single drop of your milk is good for your score and is also good for your wasted in your in your coffee shop as well because the dry foam technique you need to use exactly the amount of the milk you use them all almost all in the picture before we use only like 85% 80% but now with the dry foam technique you need to use like at least 95% to get those uh complex desire so it's like everyone winning we are lower the wasted the customer get the the pattern that they can appreciate they can have fun before they even drink it so it start from there yeah. simple yeah. but not simple a lot of detail I, i get you it's simple but not simple and then logan uh, my friend then saying only only hearts when it's very busy in the shop <laughs> <laughs> ah, i know i know mostly i'm doing rosetta when they're in the shop yeah uh, and tanti yeah. just said that you're super inspirational and that uh, yeah you are so i i agree yeah. um we are approaching the end unfortunately the time really has flown but we still have about 15 minutes unless you got to go first but uh, i want to ask you a couple of questions that are a little bit bigger um first is what is your coffee mission and what is next for you as in what's coming up next 
uh, in the next okay. few months. Yeah. Uh -huh. So right now we we have the new coffee shop, the new company, which is the transformation for my my first espresso. Because after I I've been around the world, after I've been competing, I've been judging in barista as well. I realized that it's much more than the latte art that the coffee can do. So now my new coffee shop, we will focus on five things. So my goal is to bring that to the world standard in five categories. So we have a brewer, we have a coffee good spirit, we have latte artist, we have barista, and we have roasting. We just launched the, the new roaring 15 kilos roaring roasting machine. Yeah. So we have fun with that to, to consistently control the quality of the beans, to find the new origin, to find the new flavor in the coffee to be used in our coffee shop. That's for our fun. We have brewer. We are, the brewer, we got second place in Thailand. The roasting, my friend, got fifth place in Australia. The barista, we got like uh, champion of the Thailand is my friend. And the Latian, obviously, we got the world champion. The Coping Good Spirit, we got sixth place in the world. So my goal, if possible, is to bring every category to the world finalist in our coffee shop. Yeah. It's, a, it's a big, it's maybe impossible, I don't know, but, but we try. Yeah, we try. You and have proven the impossible doesn't exist. So I believe that you will make it for sure. <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully. Oh, and then one thing I learned along the way is like, uh, creativity is come from when you want to fix the problem with the best solution in the cheapest way. Yeah. So, you know, every country, they, they got their own problem. Like fashion is come up because of the winter problem, right? You know, people wearing all this sweater, all this fashion dress because in the summer you wear something, in winter you wear something. So the fashion is like the creativity way to to solve the problem of the weather. So I think in coffee is is about the same. In the competition, we solve the problem with a how to say that not the best coffee. Mostly people not use the most expensive. We're trying to balance. We not use the cheapest, of course, but in my coffee shop, we are not trying to sell geisha only. We have geisha, but what we would like to sell more is how we blend like two or three cheap beans. We use our roasted skill. We use our blended skill to make something as surprise for the normal customer as a geisha in maybe like 10 times cheaper cost. And that is more fun. It's more fun for me because it's like, when we was doing a bartender, my friend is like number number two in the world of the Bacardi competition. He told me like, the best bartender is not the one who serves the most expensive whiskey to the customer. But the best bartender is the one that combined it all those cheap things, all those wasted that you really need to sell it that day and make some amazing drink from there. Yeah. It's like it's like a cooking. The people who can cook with the ingredients they have at home mm -hmm. is the creativity with what's left in the fridge rather than go and buy a whole bunch of new ingredients. I get you. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that, but like the real chip, it's going to be... How to say it? It's not limit of the ingredient that they can use. It's similar to us, barista. We can choose whatever copy we wanted. If your business is successful, you maybe can stock a lot of the like La Palma, like uh, Esmeralda, all those famous farm and expensive copy. I'm not saying expensive copy is not good, right? Because the price is actually effect the quality of the coffee I, I love i love those coffee i also have their coffee in my coffee shop as well we've been to the panama we've been to the costa rica we've been to to the farm the famous farm we got the, the coffee bean from them but we are more 
would like to support the farm that no one knows. We would like to support the farm that doing the coffee with, with the passion similar to us. We want to bring them out. We want to use the coffee beans to to compete in the world and show them like, okay, this is uh, how is this local farmer doing in their farm, and how are we and them together doing this fermentation, doing this uh, varietal. What are we would like from there? How do we working year and years together to get this coffee? We don't want to go to the famous farm. Buy the most expensive coffee. Ah, okay, I want this, and then I will use this for the competition. We wanna building the relationship. We wanna growing this coffee together, and then we bring that as our baby to the competition. I, I love it, and I think it's such a cool, a cool approach, and I, I love it. It's really good. And um, we still got time for one more question. Uh, Ripping's Pro, I love your username, Ripping's Pro, um, <laughs> is asking, what is one advice that you would give yourself when you started in coffee? So if you uh, could okay. travel back in time, what would you tell to Arnon when you started coffee? Uh, uh, you need to drink coffee more, you know, because... Uh, yeah. Back then when I first started doing the latte latte, I, I didn't drink coffee. Huh? No. I I doing the the latte art because I wanna do latte art. I'm not really actually like the coffee. So I'm doing coffee for about two months until I I have drink espresso. Yeah. So the the first cup that I have is a cappuccino from the world champion two thousand seven. Just because I, I would like to get my first cup of coffee from the world champion. And after that, I, I just don't drink it because I'm not really like the bitterness, you know, back there is still about Italian style, which is not wrong. You know, I, I enjoy being roasted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as I told you, I'm looking only in the bright side. I'm looking at their culture, looking why are they doing this dark roasted is because of the, the beans they have back there is about... Robusta, also some of the low-grade Brazil, so they need to hide the the low quality, the bad flavor of the beans. That's why they roast it until you overcook it, because you don't want to get, show yeah, the bad side. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, in Italy, I'm, I'm quite enjoying those, to be honest, with the culture, the environment, the people, the barista, the style and everything, it just makes you well, feel like, ah, this is good. Which is funny because I got the opposite because I, I'm, I'm from Italy, so um, and I um, I've been living in Australia for nine years, but because of the bitterness, I never drank coffee in Italy until I came to Australia. So I started drinking coffee only a few years ago because I was working in a specialty coffee shop and I started drinking. I did the opposite. I started drinking nani plus coffee because we were using that at the shop. And, okay. and now when I go back to Italy, it's such a different experience for me. I was like, oh, uh, but it's yeah. not wrong. It's just cultural, like yeah. you say. I love what you said. Um, I don't, I'm, I'm so happy that you could make it today. Um, honestly, yeah. it was so oh, yeah. fun. Can I, can I add one more thing? Please. Yeah. I think everything is about timing. Like, if you're drinking... If you actually start drinking coffee in Italy, maybe your personality of drinking coffee is different. You know, I, I was uh, in Italy drinking the dark rose espresso. After two years of w working in my coffee shop, of doing coffee for like a thousand cups a day, every day, constantly for two years. So I actually understand that people are different. Every culture are different. And again, is uh, the thing that come up is the solution of the problem. You know, the dark road is one of the solution from the bad quality beans, right? Yeah, so I, I kind of appreciate what people are serving because I've been around, I've been seeing many, many Italians in my coffee shop. But if I went there, when I'm a, a coffee snobber, when, I'm, when I started, with a big ego, with a 
Fuck, I'm number six in the world, man. Come on. Yeah, I don't drink this shit coffee. It's maybe different, different opinion. So I think 100%. That means, yeah, not right and not wrong. It's about poor timing. Yeah. And, and I, I always say that it's about what you like and often coffee is the experience. So I prefer drinking a bitter Italian coffee with five friends that I haven't seen in many years. Uh, yes, yes, then yes, drinking yes, yes, yes. a nani plus coffee by myself at home. That's a fucking good example, man. It's, Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah, like, yeah. It, it, and, and and to be honest, it's like coffee is so personable and subjective, and it's okay. There's no right or wrong. That's why I'm I'm working on a second project, and the tagline is gonna be for everyone. You know, like it, it's not about this is a secret club. It's about sharing a story behind a coffee cup based on what you taste not what i tell you to taste and and it's like you said there's no right or wrong and i love it it's just uh, man i could keep chatting with you for like another hour easy <laughs> where I come, man. Yeah. And another thing about timing is like when we first started what i love the most is the latte art right and it's lucky for me that on that timing People don't know about specialty, they don't know about the latte art, but they started to get there. Like everyone drinking iced coffee here in Thailand. If I'm started right now with a full-on latte art, I think people might not be appreciated because now people more into the specialty coffee, into the black coffee. People try to be healthy, not to drink the, the normal milk. They try to use oatmeal and the soy milk. Nothing wrong with that, but if I'm start the full on latte art right now, maybe we are not successful as we are today. It, yeah. Timing is everything. I have even yeah. Rippins Project said it. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, um, we're running out of time because Instagram will shut yeah. it all down very quickly. Okay, sure. um, Anand, thank you so much for coming. I'm super grateful. Yeah. Honestly, it's been such a blessing. And talking about timing, I started this because of coronavirus and the lockdown. I started this only in April. It, this podcast, so you see, timing giving now the chance to talk to someone like you that is inspiring me for many years. So thank you so much. And uh, maybe we can do this again. Maybe we can do a second version, second episode. Maybe you can um, you can give us a tour of the roastery. I'm already 82, man. <laughs> yeah. um, maybe we can do a roastery tour, or we can do something fun, something different too, or just talking. But I hope, uh, look, anytime that you come to Australia, please let me know. I'd love to have you host you oh, yeah. and, Definitely you know, dinner yes. or something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. Anyway. So for everyone that's watching, if you love coffee, just keep doing what you do. Believe what you believe. Because people might not see it now, but eventually after you make every single cup to be perfect, and I think your time will come for sure. Just, just don't give up. And don't just repeat doing the same coffee, but make it better in every cup, every day, year by year eventually you become world champion without your notice. <laughs> 100% word. Yeah. Thank you, Anna. All right. Thank you so much. Huh? Thank you. Thank you. See you soon, Thanks. Thanks for inviting, man. Stay Thank safe, you everyone. for coming, man. See you, Melvin. Bye. Damn. That was quite something. I... I always struggle to remove the guest and come back here and talk to you one-on-one because my brain is just so overstimulated by all the awesome things that uh, I don't have to share. So not only I love doing this because of you guys, I love doing this even for myself. It's just adding value to my life. And I get such a privilege out of being able to talk to amazing people in the industry. I know the timer is going to go off soon, so um, I will have to kind of chop it off. But if you're new, thank you so much for being here. If you're not new, thank you so much for being here. Uh, 
other roller, feel free to share this on your Instagram. It will mean the world to me if you took a screenshot and said, hey, I've just listened to this podcast. It was pretty cool. Uh, if not, that's okay as well. And uh, we're running a giveaway for mental health awareness. Check out our page. We're giving away five monthly subscription for Headspace Meditation. It's not sponsored. It's to give back to people who are suffering, who people who need meditation. And you don't need to be suffering like, you know, the lockdown has been hard on everybody. But otherwise, I will big shout out to all of you guys. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. You mean a lot to me. Thank you. I will see you soon with the next guests.